Welcome to episode 19 of Communication Error, a gaming debate podcast where we may not always agree, but if we listen to what one another has to say, maybe we'll be able to fix our communication error. I'm one of your hosts, Ira Glass, and the man that is very confused by this bit, John Ebo. What's up, How guys? How are you doing, Johnny? <laughs> What's up, cheese curds? GC64, nah, that's not even close to how you usually sound. I had no idea what's happening. So Yeah, I just wanted to kind of start it off new, kind of fresh. I, I feel like kind was of in a, a silly mood. So you had a name, like was that a different, is that like somebody that exists? Oh yeah, Ira Glass is like a, uh, or like uh, NPR, like oh, news. Okay. I don't no. listen. To, no, I don't listen to NPR. No, 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 but like I don't know. Ira Glass is. If you've heard him speak, I, I bet you would know who it is. Maybe but that probably wasn't even like a good impression. But <laughs> anyway, welcome back to Communication Error. We missed you, and uh, Johnny, how was your weekend? It was. It was good. It was good. It's a Labor Day weekend. It's a long weekend, and yeah. I tried not to work a lot today, which is Labor Day. Yeah, uh, you shouldn't have been working yeah i shouldn't have been yeah because i signed on i got on at like 10 and then i saw like you can see on teams like everybody's status and it was either away or offline i'm like why why am i even why am i even here like were you told that you had to work on labor day or no 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 it's just just like so we're in we're in a busy season right now so you just have to get you just have to get, get your work done and it doesn't really matter when you work you can work you know you have to work during the normal work week, but mm-hmm. you know, you have to put as much time in as it takes to get the job done. Yeah. But okay. you know, I, I don't know. Hopefully I don't know if anybody from my work is listening to this, but hopefully <laughs> not. I'm going to try to make it my goal to not be as exploited as I am. Because so, I should, uh, because I, I give up like four, I give up like four to six months of my life every year, like yeah. where I'm just working uh, 50, 60 hours a week for four uh-huh. to six months, and I'm just like mentally drained, and it's just not healthy. It's not healthy, right? And, and, then none, of no ma- and none of it matters. Yeah, you have no time for video games yeah. or like even just spending time with family. You know, like the most yeah. important thing, put video games aside for a moment and just <laughs> spending time with the people that you care and, and you love for. Uh, and they don't get to see you that often. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, and, uh, you know, my job is remote right now, but they're mm-hmm. they're kind of they're getting rid of it. I mean, you have to go in. We have to go in three days a week starting in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I remember before the pandemic, when we had to work in the office, like during busy season, I would go in or no, I would, uh, Kelsey would be gone to work by the time I woke up. And then uh-huh. by the time I got home, she was already sleeping. Oh, so we so didn't yeah, see each other like at all. Yeah. Right. So the pandemic actually kind of helped us in that way where we mm-hmm. got to see each other for, you know, dinner and, and spend some time together at night. So yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm at I'm at my my end. Yeah, and now all your free time is just going to Starfield. Yeah, yeah, I have been playing it fairly often. Uh, not not a ton. I, I mean, I I think I have like seven hours into it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Which is more than a lot of games that I like. I, I was going to say yeah, more than I play a lot of games. So I am enjoying it. I do have my 
complaints about it. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting because we have uh, Jeff Troyvania who's going to be on the show. Yeah, so I'm giving so. I'm giving Jeff a week to prepare to counter my <laughs> my points here. <laughs> he's he's got his notebook out right now. He's <laughs> taking notes. So uh, Starfield is in early access, so it's not technically out yet. But I, I upgraded it to get early access, and I played it. I played it seven hours, and like it, the missions are fun. I've been enjoying the missions and the characters, but I'm so disappointed in the space travel mm. because uh, it's just fast traveling. There's no, like, so when you go into your ship and you take off from the planet into space, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's just a loading screen. It's not like you don't manually get to launch your, your ship from the planet to space. And then whenever you want to go somewhere, even if it's another planet, it's just a fast travel paint. Like it's a menu. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, cause I guess the impression that I got was, and the reason I thought it was going to be overwhelming is because you could fly to all of these different planets and, and discover them as you're like flying in space, you, you find a, a planet and then you get to like land on it and then explore that area. That's not nope. how it is. No, hmm. no. So have you played no man's sky? Uh, I haven't, but I, I've seen clips of it, and I know that that is actually something that you get to do in No yeah, Man's Yeah, you, like, you, like, fly yeah. between planets, um, and you can land wherever on a planet. Mm-hmm. In Starfield, there are set points that you can land, and you, you can't, you don't manually land there. You have to, like, go into the menu, click land, and then you just land there. So it's not... I don't know. I was hoping for something more like No Man's Sky because No Man's Sky is mm-hmm. right there. Like you, you already have a space explore- exploration game, and you just, yeah. you, you just, uh, I don't know. It's what was the Star Fox game that came out? Uh, Starlink. Starlink. Yeah. Couldn't you fly to different planets? In that I don't. One? I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't play that one, so. I don't Not remember sure. if you could fly. I, I mean, I think there were missions. It was like a mission type mm-hmm. where you select a mission and then you go to that planet in the mission. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't recall there. Uh, it's, it's good. It, it's a good game. Starfield's fun. I will. I mean, if you have game pass, it's free. So why not play it? But if you like Bethesda games, if you like RPGs, you're going to like it, but I don't think it is like, this everybody was thinking it was going to be this generational defining game and it's not it's just i mean i'm, I'm sure in some ways it is is it not i don't i don't i don't think there's i i can't think of new stuff that they that has introduced that huh. i've never okay. seen before well jeff uh <laughs> that is that's what you get and we can't wait to hear what well, you have to say what i mean I, I didn't take the seven-hour flight to Pluto. Oh yeah, the uh, the Alana Pierce trip, as they're <laughs> calling it. Yeah, yeah you want to explain that? Yeah, so Alana Pierce, uh, who is a, I think she works for so- Sony Santa Monica now. Yeah, she's a writer. But, but she used to work for like IGN. She used to be a content creator and everything. So it's not like she's a Sony shill or anything. No, but she's just having fun. She took. Seven hours, because like I said, most of the time you're fast traveling from planet to planet. Mm-hmm. 
She's like, I wanted to try to fly to Pluto without fast traveling. So she did, and it took seven hours, like actual hours, to fly from wherever she was at to Pluto. And when she got there, she flew right through it. Yeah. That's kind (laughs) of... I can imagine just all that time that was spent, and then you just fly right through it, and you go, well... Guess that's it. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you? Uh, no, that's disappointing. The biggest problem Starfield has is that No Man's Sky exists. Hmm. Be- okay. <laughs> because it, if if No Man's Sky didn't exist, yeah, you wouldn't know what you're missing. Right. But I mean, No Man's Sky has its issues. I I will. It doesn't have a great mission structure. There's not a lot of things to do like, like Starfield, but, um, it, the space exploration could have been so much better and it's, it's just disappointing. Well, we are not talking about Starfield tonight, (laughs) but before we get into that, what we're actually talking about, let's do some server maintenance. Yes. So server maintenance. Oh, we do have big news, big news. We've been talking about it probably since episode three or four, and we finally got there on episode 19. (laughs) We have a Patreon. The the Patreon is officially live. It has tiers. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think there's a dollar tier, a $3 tier, and a $10 tier. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can see what the the different perks are, but we just got, got, got it up. Feels good to have it actually live. Yeah, listen, I'm gonna give Johnny all the credit here. He definitely <laughs> uh, went and and changed the Patreon and like added all the tiers. He added a banner to YouTube, and then you added a like a trailer for our YouTube account. And you sent me a message at like three in the morning. You're like, <laughs> it was, was like busy. five in the morning my time. Oh yeah, it was five in the morning your time, <laughs> three my time. And I was like, what are you doing? Go to sleep. Yeah, like, I couldn't. Like, I mean, I, I was working like a dog, not that I couldn't sleep on Friday night, oh, okay. but I was working like a dog because Cheesy was making me work like a dog to try to get <laughs> try to get these Patreon <laughs> tiers up and, and the, the YouTube channel updated. But no, I, uh, no, I just couldn't sleep, so <laughs> finally set up the Patreon. So we have a Patreon now. We also have a place where you can add five-star reviews. So if you like the show... Maybe tell your friends and then they can write a five-star review for us or, you know, leave a five-star on Spotify. You can't write a review, but you can leave a five-star. Or, you know, if you don't like the show, tell us, but in five stars. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, on on Apple, you could actually leave reviews. On Spotify, just give us five stars. Yeah. How fast can we get to 100 five-star reviews on Spotify? We're at 20 right now. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're all, it's only been a few months. I feel pretty and good. And I think I think it might be kind of fun to mention too that we uh that we have passed the subscribers on Nintendo Powercast. Wow, burn. So, uh Josh, if you're listening or Crawler, if you're listening, uh you know, we we've officially passed that uh Nintendo Powercast channel. So, yeah, subscribe we're to the YouTube a, channel. We're yeah. uh, <laughs> the goal. For, I don't know. I think it's possible. We have three months. The goal for the year 
500 subscribers, so maybe we could get the some. There's some monetization stuff at 500 subscribers. Yeah, yeah I think we can do it. I'm yeah. sure we'll have the watch hours with our shorts and our hour long episodes, which people listen to, like, or they watch. It's crazy to me. Yeah, but, like uh, last, anyway. last week episode was like an hour and twenty minutes, and it's one of our highest viewed on YouTube and listened to. Yeah. That's probably the power of Josh. Let's yeah, be honest. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And us. <laughs> we burn him and then we uh celebrate him. <laughs> Johnny, where can people find you? I'm uh Johnny Bo everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram. TikTok and the Nintendo Powercast, which I did want to shout out Josh and Crawler. They went to Nintendo Live yeah. this past weekend at PAX West, and it looked like they had a great time, and I'm not jealous at all. Yeah, not at all that they got to play Mario Wonder and meet Peach and, you know, be in an IGN video. It's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I was, you know, I was working. I think they sent a message <laughs> on Friday morning, and I took a picture of a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> showing the excitement that you were having <laughs> now it's very cool we're happy for them uh i am cheesy c 64 everywhere uh c-h-e-e-z-y-c 64 and nintendo powercast i think that's it johnny what are we talking about today now that we are 13 minutes in we got i don't know if we should it's change all good stuff we should figure this out if we should try to get it going sooner but whatever we're talking about what makes a game worth full price yeah because there was a lot of talk after the mario wonder direct if it should be full priced and you know we've talked about this before especially with 2d games it seems like people aren't thrilled at the idea of a 2d game being full priced which is 60 to 70 dollars nowadays at least I think in the it states, if, if you're in like Canada or overseas, it's like uh, Australia is like, like 90. ninety, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so much. I do think it would have been worse if Wonder was seventy dollars. Okay, yeah, because it, I, it's it's surprising though because I guess like they they made Tears of the Kingdom seventy dollars, so I guess. I kind of assumed that after that we were going to see seventy price or seventy dollar priced uh, games, and I'm glad that we haven't. But it's, I guess, just because that was Zelda, and one of the the biggest or yeah, anticipated this is, this, sequels. This is Mario, though. I, I know, and maybe that's a conversation <laughs> in itself because I feel like, and this is a video I've been wanting to make. Mario has not had a great era on Switch. They just haven't had, they just haven't had, well, I don't know if that's true. They just haven't had many new games, right? Like Odyssey, Odyssey is a phenomenal game. That's what I'm saying. Odyssey is like the best. It's a love letter to Mario. And then you have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but like that's technically a Wii U game. You have Mario Bros. Deluxe, which is a Wii U game. And uh, 3D, 3D World as well. 3D World Bowser's Fury is a yeah, but that was added, like a, that was like a what a three four hour experience maybe yeah. So that wasn't a huge. I mean, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, and then you get like the the new red Switch OLED that is supposed to be a Mario Switch, and I just 
that's what you came up with for your biggest it's, mascot? It's, it's kind of nice, weird. though. I'm, 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 it's kind of nice. Of course you're coming it, around no, to it's, it. It's, it's clean. Like I kind of like just it being pure red. They the have the little... Well, yeah, well, they have the little Mario on the back, and then they have yeah. the um, the hidden coins. But I, I it, it's just kind of sleek. I don't know. I just kind of like it. Like, I have I have the white OLED, and that's nice. Mm-hmm. And that's just all white. Actually, I don't know. I don't think the back of the Switch it's is not. white. No, it's it's yeah, black, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is all red. The back of it, but like the front of it should be a little red too. Like the same way that the. Uh, the Mario thirty fifth. It's not the Joy-Con are are red, but that's the only thing you see on the front of it. But the dock is red. The dock is red, sure. But I'm talking about like the switch itself. Like if you're Isn't, holding I it, I thought I thought the switch was all red. Well, I mean the bezel they can't really change to be red. I know, right? But the Mario thirty five edition. Hold on, has, I gotta look this up now. Has like a red outline on the front. Hold on. But it, I think the uh, the way that we can kind of uh, segue into our conversation, I think the Mario sports games should not have been full priced. Oh, I 100% agree on that one. I think. Well, I mean, we've talked about free to play games, and I think those should have been free to play live service games, mm-hmm. or you know, forty dollar. I think forty dollars would have been a good price point for that. Yeah. Do you see the switch? Do you see what I'm saying, though? Okay, the Joy-Con are... Oh, I thought the switch... Wait, the switch is red. I'm confused. I don't know. The fr- I mean, the front, all you can see is the bezel and the screen. But the red. back, it looks like the switch is actually red. Yeah, the whole thing is red, yeah. Yeah. Which I think is nice. I think that's nice. I don't know. You can't really see. Uh, I guess the t- yeah. You can't really. Well, the top is red too. I don't know. I guess I'll just have to buy it to find out. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Scientific reasons. But no, I, I agree that the Mario sports sports titles were a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I do think that based on the content that they had, they were overpriced. Yeah. And, and especially like when you think about what Camelot has done in the past, I don't know, few years with their sports games, it's not been great. So I, I guess I wish that we could have seen some improvement. And then Next Level, who's been doing some great work, and then they took on Strikers, and it's one of the biggest disappointments, I think, probably in the Switch era. Yeah, and I think I think these games are being handcuffed or were being handcuffed by Nintendo. Because I thought, no, mm-hmm. oh, maybe Camelot just decided to do it this way. And then uh Strikers came out and it's like, oh, Nintendo told them told them, hey, hold content back. Maybe. Yeah. But it's bad content. I mean, it's like characters that were already in the previous games and then they're holding them back for like a special reveal, and it's like No, it would have been cooler if it was like some character that hasn't been in a sports game before. But I feel like that's just been Nintendo's like DLC uh, uh, packages anyway. Like Animal Crossing, I can yeah, go the, on the hours stuff. for that. Yeah. The free stuff is bad. Like the free the free DLC is bad. 
yeah, paid DLC has been really good. So, in your mind, what what counts as like a full price game? Because I mean, you're the numbers guy. You deal <laughs> with numbers every day. So honestly, I don't know if I can say like what I think is a full price game because it's just based on the market, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it. I mean, value is always subjective, right? Yeah. The perceived value of of something is different than the cost. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a Mario uh, Mario Wonder. I think it's worth sixty dollars. But if mm-hmm. it was seventy dollars, I would probably say it's worth seventy dollars, be- just because it's a Mario game. Because it's Mario. Yeah, but like, I've, I've been playing a bunch of indie titles recently, and uh, so Sea of Stars just came out. Yeah, it's a third. I think it's I think it's thirty dollars. I honestly don't, I don't know. Now mm-hmm. I think that game's fantastic. It's worth the money, but like when I go onto an eShop on the eShop. Like I did this for Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, which is also a fantastic game. I see that it's a forty dollar indie game, and I'm like, Oh, I thought it was twenty. No, it's forty. And I'm it's like, 40. Ugh. Oh, I'm like Ooh, that's that's a little that's a little steep for an indie game. But I mean, that's it's just perceived like indie games are worth you know twenty twenty dollars at most. I would say. Yeah, and is that fair to say? No, like, it's it, not. I, it's not. Yeah, because, I mean, they're just they're indie devs that are trying to do their best at making a, a game, which is incredibly difficult. And then because they're an indie uh, studio, their games get priced lower than, you know, AAA games, which I, I like in like saying it out loud, that makes sense. But at the same time, it's like devaluing these developers and saying that their work isn't as good as. Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about because it's like I can't say that Celeste is like as good as like God of War, right? Like the way it looks, but but they're just so the di- they're so and different. The play and, yeah. Oh, I I know I know, but like, what's well? It's, how it's, do you price them? It's weird to me because I I, I played Sea of Stars this weekend and I played yeah. Starfield. Yeah. And it's they're completely they both different. Have stars they in both the have title. stars in the title, yeah. So they should be priced and the I, same. Is that what you're saying? And I watched some Star Wars over the uh-huh. weekend. There's a lot of stars. Yeah. yeah. But no, no. Like if you look at Sea of Stars, it's a it's a 16 bit. It looks like an SNES game. Uh huh. It's it's essentially a you know it's a they're both RPGs. But Sea of Stars is. 16 bit and uh Starfield is I don't even know what the like 4K 30 FPS. I don't even know what the the stats are, but if you put them side by side, you'd be like okay, that one's worth uh Sea of Stars is worth less than Starfield. If you know nothing about it either. Right. Or. Right. Cuz I mean, I think that we've gotten into kind of the cinematics of, of gaming that show, you know, that this looks like real life versus it being a video game. And and maybe that is what, if it looks more realistic, that is what costs more, which is kind of weird to say, because then you have something like Mario, 
who's just a big IP. And it, it, I mean, there's exceptions to the rule, but like Mario looks nothing realistic and that's a full price game. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I know they're two huge known IPs, but when Mario wonder comes out, it's releasing the same day as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, even, you know, looking at Spider-Man, it's an open world. Um, hyper-realistic RPG. I don't know if it's considered RPG, action, whatever. You're getting yeah. 30, 40 hours out of it, probably. Mm. Yeah. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, you're going to get 5 to 10 hours out of the main story and then maybe another 5 out of the the extra stuff. Completion. Yeah. yeah. And you're paying the same price because I'm pretty sure they're both $60. I don't know, I don't Spider-Man. know about Spider-Man. It might be 70 Yeah, I'm not sure either. Excuse me. But yeah, um, I mean, it's hard to say like, hey, that's Mario is worth the same as a Spider-Man game. Well, I, yeah. So, I mean, do you think that we've gone like it? Mario shouldn't be worth as much as it is today because of how games have developed? Or is it like comparing apples to oranges that it's. Yeah, I think it's comparing apples to oranges, but I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Okay. Super Mario Bros. Wonder should be 40 bucks. What? Wait, you just said that it should be 60. What are you? Well, no, I'm saying I'm playing devil's advocate from an outsider, non Nintendo fanboy. Uh, Super Mario Bros. Wonder should be $40. And why from that standpoint, do you think that? Because it's just a 2D platformer. Like, like there's, it's not really adding anything new. Oh, I don't know about that. Because I, I was going to argue... Added, it's not adding anything new. It's a 2D platformer. You're doing the same thing. You're going from the left to the right. Yeah, but it's adding new uh, abilities, new power-ups. Yeah, but that, I wouldn't adding, say like, that's adding a, anything new to the genre. But it's adding something new to the series. Shouldn't that count? I just... I think the... It's just... I don't know. They're, they don't look like they should be worth $60. Is that because um, when Mario Run came out, that was, was that $10? It was $10, yeah. But that was like, a, that was a mobile game. It was a mobile game, but it, it's a 2D mobile game, like you're saying. Yeah, but even if you take a different Nintendo IP, like uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, it was okay. $50 on the Wii U. Right. They did up it on the Switch. That's for funky mode. I don't know how many times I have to tell <laughs> no, you that. It's not worth t- funky is not worth ten dollars. <laughs> it's not worth ten dollars. Yeah. But they, th- I think Yoshi's World, Woolly World was the same thing. I think it was fifty dollars. I don't think it was. Woolly 60. World is not on the Switch. It was on the Wii U. Oh, it was fifty dollars. I think. Yeah, so. but wasn't wasn't that the full price at the time for Wii U? It no, was it was 60. It was 60. And those were I don't think we got to 60 until Switch. No, we got to 60. New Super Mario Bros U was 60. Oh. Okay. But I know from um Wii U to Switch they they made Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze 60. Right. 
because that was a big deal. Like everybody was like, why am I paying 10 extra dollars? Which I don't blame and then them. They, t- they took it off the eShop on the yeah. Wii U eShop. Oh, Pikmin 3 was also $50. Yep. So they think, they even think some of their IP are not worth 50 or $60. Like Donkey Kong Tropical, Free- Tropical Freeze, 2D platformer. Yoshi's yeah. Woolly World, 2D platformer. I think we'll have to double check that. I think that the Wii U was fifty dollars, and no, then Breath I'm, of the Wild was I'm the correct. first sixty dollar game. I don't I'm know if you correct. are. I think you're wrong on this one. No, I'm correct. I know everything. John about Evo's going to be wrong for the first time ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> All right, hold on. I don't even know how you would check this. I mean, I just look at. Well, I don't know. Breath of the Wild probably was the first $60 Wii U game. That's my guess. How much did the Wii U cost at launch? Okay, that's... that's Two... Two ninety nine. Oh, okay. Or... Oh, yeah, there was two two ninety nine and three forty nine. There's two different sets. Wii what U games... Wii U games will cost fifty nine ninety nine On September 13th, 2012, it said Wii U titles will most commonly have a suggested retail value of $59.99. Dang. Yeah. That price increase will be a $10 increase of Wii titles. Yeah, so New Super Mario Bros. U and Zombie U were $60. Fine. (laughs) You were right. Oh, what'd you say? I'm always right. (sighs) Yeah, no, okay, so... Going back to your argument now, yeah, they were pricing them ten dollars less than but what why? they thought they should be. But yeah. why do it to certain ones and not all of them? Mm-hmm. Because even I think they've even done it on the Switch. Aren't there some Switch games that are that were fifty? Yeah, like uh, I think WarioWare, Get It Together was fifty. Was or maybe the... it was less than that. I don't remember. Was the Kirby port 60? I think it was 60. Gosh, I don't know. It's weird now when you think about how much you spend on games and you're like, <laughs> I bought it, but I don't remember how much it was. Maybe that's okay, so, a little concerning. So Detective Pikachu Returns is 50. 60? It's 50. Oh, 50? They, because they okay. know that game look, looks like trash. <laughs> So Kirby Kirby's Return to Dreamland was fifty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a Kirby game. <laughs> Dream Buffet was fit was fifteen dollars. Right. Which I mean that was here for a day, maybe. <laughs> oh, Switch Sports was was forty. Oh, okay. And that was disappointing so like i guess i just think what based based on that based on those historic some that they have reduced the price mm-hmm. that super mario bros wonder would have been would be should be 50 dollars instead of 60 just based on the 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 amount of content the type of game like it shouldn't be the same price as odyssey or 
well, now Tears of the Kingdom is 70, which that's a whole other argument because the $70 price point was more for next next generation games. Uh-huh. For like Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. And then Nintendo's just like, screw it, we can do whatever we want. People are going to buy it anyway. Uh-huh. That's the only reason they did it, not this BS where they're like, oh, we think it's uh, the, the amount of content included and the amount of work that went into it makes it worth 70 That's BS. They knew, they knew people were going to buy it, so they did it. Well, since you're looking at, looking up stuff anyway, Spider-Man, is that at 60 or 70 Oh, that's a good one. I don't know. Well, let's see. Let's see. Because, like, let's take Ratchet and Clank, Insomniac Games, that is more cartoony than, you know, Spider-Man and, and looks and kind of plays like Mario, I guess. Just the adventure 3D platforming genre. That was full price. But you think that's because 70. that's a... Ratchet and Clank was 70 yeah, Ratchet and Clank was seventy because it was a PS Five exclusive, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I think the next generation cost, like the ones that are PS Five only, are going to be seventy. Like Spider Man is seventy. That's interesting, but I, I wonder. I mean, there's not many two D platformers. Like, I'm trying to think of a game that's coming to PS5 or Xbox Series X that you would be like, uh, maybe that's not worth $70. Well, I mean, so we've brought up Prince of Persia in the past. Oh, yeah. Is is that Switch exclusive? Or no. is that coming to... That's coming to everything, I think. But I, I so, don't know if that... I think it is going to be full price, right? And that's what people were having issues with? Well, I think it's going to be 60 across the board. So it won't have that. Actually, it's 50. Hmm. Hold on. So, oh, wait, no, I don't no, know. No, hold on. Yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's 50. Huh. So there... we're just two guys that have a podcast talking into microphones and aren't in charge of pricing but like do you have any idea of how they make those decisions or they're they just say this is a a full price game and there's no like uh, qualifications well i'm assuming it has to do with development costs Uh uh-huh and what return on the in like return on that they're they're willing they want to get yeah right so if they if they think they could sell i don't know a million copies at the 60 dollar price point but two million copies at the 50 dollar price point they might mm-hmm. cho- choose to do 50 dollars but it's hard why is it so hard to find these things? I think it's I think it's fifty for Prince of Persia, and that's going to be on, I think all the pl- all, all the platforms. Yeah, 
So Prince Prince of Persia, Metroid Dread, do you think those are sixty dollar games? Well, based on I mean I Metroid Dread was oh, eight hours. Wait, 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 hold on. You were gonna say based on sales. Well, based on uh no, I wasn't gonna say based on sales, I was gonna say based on like the other similar games. Uh-huh. Like if Prince of Persia is fifty dollars and yeah, I think Metroid should have been fifty dollars. Plus, Metroid mm-hmm. Dread was an eight-hour game, and there Depends. wasn't there wasn't much you there wasn't much you could do outside of the main story. Like you could beat the you could beat the story, um, you could do a hundred percent. I think, but I think the most you're getting out of a a run is fifteen hours. And it's, yeah, that's probably fair to say. It's hard. It's hard to put up a game like that, a fifteen-hour experience, next to I don't know Starfield. That's going to be like hundreds of hundreds of hours. But again, that is subjective when it comes to the value that you get out of it. So maybe you aren't putting in that much time into the game, and you. I don't know. Like anybody is different. So not everyone is going to play the same amount of the game as like you are, but is that, does that justify the price? I mean, I think the reason why Metroid Dread was 60 is because it's a Nintendo game. Right. So then it's just anything that Nintendo puts out is probably going to be full price except for, like I guess games like Wario and and Switch Sports, like, like, like party game, yeah, like they're party games. Like one, right. everybody wants to switch, one two switch, you know these yeah. complete bangers that are worth at <laughs> least a hundred dollars each. It is kind of surprising that they didn't full price uh, Switch Sports because that means like they didn't have the confidence for it, and they they didn't think that it was going to do it, as well as like what Wii Sports was. Yeah, I think it's still sold like 10 million copies. Which is crazy because like the five original sports that were in Wii Sports are not in Switch Sports still. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that that game's not even worth the 40 bucks. (laughs) There's, I mean, I understand. I don't know. I think Nintendo, they have brand power right now. Yeah, for sure. If they were to lose that, you would probably see different pricing structures. Like they, they priced uh, Metroid Prime at forty dollars. Mm-hmm. The remastered, which um, you know is phenomenal game, but it is a twenty year old game. Yeah. Okay. So going into that, let's talk about Super Mario RPG. Oh, that is a sixty dollar game. Yeah. And that it is probably... from the SNES era. Yeah, it probably shouldn't be. It even probably though shouldn't be. Even though they've updated the look, does that not mean anything? I mean, it's just they just put it in 3D. It's 3D, but it's also a game that is incredibly hard to get behind licensing, and now it's out again. Like, yeah, but does, does that, that mean it's worth sixty dollars? We have access to we have access to that game like in so many ways. Yeah, because what was the last one? The SNES Classic. It's on there, right? Yeah. 
Super NES Classic. I think it it was probably on the virtual console at some point. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Just because I don't think that makes it worth $60. But yeah, that one is kind of odd because that's just a remake. A lot of these, these remakes or uh, remasters, they're charging... Like, Last of Us Part 1 was $70. Mm-hmm. And they re-released that game like six times. Is it worth $70? I like Yeah, I hate being the type of person that is like, I don't know, but if they price it at that, like, that's what it is, I guess, and I'm going to have to pay for it. Because then you look at games and we've, you know, we bring this one up constantly, but it's one to be poked at, I think, is, is Pokemon. That was a full price game. And it's because people keep buying it at full price and people can say, well, vote with your wallet. And I just don't know if that's going to do anything. Let's say in a world where people were like, no, I'm not buying any more Pokemon games until they fix it. Would they actually change the price or because it's Pokemon, it would just stay the same. I mean, if it if it would stop selling as much. But yeah, I mean, there has been no reason for them to either charge less or or improve it. These mm-hmm. people are people buy it no matter what, right? And uh, like, just put time into it. More, more. I don't effort. think I. Do, I just don't think more effort is going to sell it more. Like I know you said this last time, but I just don't think that's. It's just crazy there, to me. Why there's not? There's an audience. There's a you know. I think there's a there's a limit, right? I don't think you're going higher. They're JRPGs, which is a wow. niche. It's a very niche genre. And you're already hitting 20 plus million copies. Like what other JRPG hits 20 million copies? There are none. Well, okay, that's fair. I was going to say I don't know how niche it is when Switch is basically a jrpg machine yeah but it's still not like you're not selling 10 15 million copies per game you're selling one two yeah. maybe probably what final fantasy persona yeah Oct- octopath like that's still phenomenal to sell that much yeah. for a jrpg but it's not you know, it's not reaching levels of a Mario game or like, I, I think Mario RPG is going to sell maybe two, three million copies, maybe mm-hmm. five, but you're not, you're not getting higher than that. And I think the price is going to scare people off because it's a 20 year old, 20 plus year old RPG. So are we saying that a full price game is if it's a like fully 3d cinematic adventure is that what a full price game is or what's the what makes it full price i don't i don't think there's an i don't think there's an actual answer like they just throw a a dart at a board and see where it lands well things are worth what people are willing to pay for them yeah so i mean if super mario bros wonder sells only a million copies, which is not, maybe they will change the price or put it on, put it on sale or something. Mm-hmm. But it's really up to us 
to dictate what they charge us for. Mm-hmm. And if we're just buying everything, which I'm, you know, I'm part of the problem, just buying everything. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> like buying the buying the red switch. Are you actually gonna buy it? Probably not. I don't. I don't think so. Not that I. I hope not. You- <laughs> you said that as if like you have no control. <laughs> I don't. I got uh I got the Nintendo ninjas like with my my wall my wallet's with them right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean I it is hard to look at a game like Mario mm-hmm. Wonder and then put it next to Spider-Man and be like, "Oh yeah, those games are worth the same amount of money." Because it's just, I mean, I don't, I don't think they are. We could go into the, to the conversation of like, what is art and what it's priced at? Because there's a lot of art pieces that I don't understand, but yet they are like one of the most expensive art pieces that you can get. And I think, you know, obviously video games are art. So does uh, the label has to do something with it, right? It's the same thing as the artist. I'm sure the artist is tied to the amount of w- how much something costs. Yeah, that's true. Like when you think of a, I don't know much about art either, but I know like Banksy was a, yeah, an artist, and like no matter he had like a what a banana on a wall worth millions of know. dollars or something like that. I don't think that was him. I think that was somebody else. Oh, well anyway, people thought it was him. Yeah, or like then, Andy Warhol has like the the Campbell's uh soup. It was just a painting of like Campbell's soup. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that's probably worth more than if I painted Campbell's soup. Yeah. It would be a mess. <laughs> I'm, I'm artistic. I, I've I've doodled in my time. Yeah, yeah. I can draw like stick figures. That's pretty <laughs> much it. Anyway, the. I mean, I understand what you're saying. So if so, that would mean so, certain developers, their games aren't worth sixty dollars. That's not what I'm price. saying. That's exactly what you're saying. And I'm pretty sure Ubisoft is one of them. Their games are not worth Ooh, full price. I don't. You want to know why? Why? Because, one, they suck and they're boring. But, two, they go on they go on sale within two weeks of a release. Yeah, that's, that's their fault, marketing-wise, right? Like, I, I think... We all expect the those uh, those games to go on sale, so we just wait. But like Mario plus Rabbids, you don't think that's a sixty dollar game? No. What is it then? Thirty dollars, because that's what it's going to no, go on it's sale not for. Thirty dollars. It's thirty dollars. It's worth. It's a thirty dollars right now. It's on sale for thirty bucks. So if it's. It, if it goes on sale, and I'm just asking across the board for anything. If something is on sale, is that how much it's No, worth? it's only Ubisoft games because they put them on sale immediately. There is they, they don't value the game at $60 or full price, so why would anybody buy it at full price? So you think that Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to go on 
sale like immediately by the t- by Black, Black Friday. Friday. Don't buy Assassin's Creed Mirage at, at launch. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the game is stupid. Or the <laughs> no, it's dumb to pay full price for Ubisoft games. Yeah. It, it they're they're not worth sixty dollars or full price. I don't even know like what full price is. I don't know what Assassin's Creed Mirage. Actually, you know what? Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm pretty sure it's a fifty dollar game. It's not full price. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's fifty dollars. Let me see. Huh. But I'd like. It does make me wonder, Super Giant, how much like Hades two will be because honestly Hades for me I think could be a full price game. Yeah, well I mean I think Hades was like $25 or 20 something dollars. Uh-huh. When it came out. Yeah. I I would assume Hades 2 will be $30. I mean I I think it's worth more than that. Yeah. I think Just, it adds so much to that genre. I think that they add a lot to it like the the writing the voice acting the music like there's so much that you can appreciate about that game and i think if it was at full price people would be all right with that i don't know about that i don't think that i don't think that's true it's an indie game it's an indie game that's all people see it's all people see like I'll be interested to see what Silk Song comes out at probably twenty five thirty dollars, because they know the developers know that people perceive indie games as less value than a triple A. Because I, I think that we've had really great indie games in the last what, like five years that could probably top some of the experiences that we've had with triple A games. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I just don't think we will ever see... I don't know if we'll ever see an indie game that costs that much. What was uh, Ori? I was like... I mean, like... It, it was like 25 or $30. It wasn't... And it's published by Microsoft, right? Yeah, yeah. So is that indie? Is Would that be a double A? I think it's a double A. Or it's second rare. party. Second party or something. Yeah, we don't see those very often. Yeah, but that, I mean, I think that was like $25, $30. I don't think it was 60 mm. I can't think of a indie game that was 60 But yeah, even Assassin's Creed Mirage is $50. Hmm. And like you said, that would probably go down to like 40 It's probably, yeah, it'll probably go down to 40 by Black Friday. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think it that it's 50 because it's going to take less time to... To play like it's supposed to be a shorter Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, I think it's supposed to be. They, you know, I think they announced that it's a twenty-five hour game or something, thirty hours as a completionist, and that's longer than I would assume Super Mario Bros. Wonder is going to be. Possibly, and they're pricing it at fifty dollars, not sixty. And. I know like right now we're in a in a time where like every Nintendo game just sells like hotcakes but like what happens on the next system when it's probably still underpowered 
and they're releasing games at $70. Like, what's going to happen? Are People they still are just going to buy it. Are they, though? Yeah. I don't I know. Think so. we, I think we, you flopped. so. you flopped hard. We flopped, but also... Like, I love the Wii U, and I think that it has some great games on it. Not anymore. True, because it's all they're all on Switch. Yeah. So are you saying, like, they'll just... overrate it? The Wii U is not overrated. It is. People think it was, like, a phenomenal system. It was not. It was not. It's... The droughts were awful. Sure, we did. They had no. They had no third party support. We probably had droughts though. When you think about like Wii U, and then we also had DS games or 3DS games at the time. But then then you're buying. You have to buy two systems to do it. That's just not. That's not a good. No, but what I'm saying is like we don't have droughts now because we don't have to deal with a handheld and a console. It's just we have a hybrid. Yeah, I'm just I'm hoping Nintendo learned and they're not I'm pretty sure they're sitting on franchises to release with their next console. Yeah. But like what I mean, are people going to pay $70 for Yes, because they I I think out of all of the uh the big companies like Nintendo is known for their exclusives. Even Phil Spencer has said that Nintendo has the best exclusives. And so, like, when we were having this discussion, uh, not us, but just online, people were having the discussion about Switch and uh, Steam Deck. People weren't worried about the Switch because you're not going to be able to play Zelda on Steam Deck. You could emulate it, bro. Bro, just emulate it. Bro, just emulate it. Why would you buy a Switch when you get a Steam Deck when you emulate everything? (laughs) You really want to go down this route again? Literally every comment I get when I make a video about the <laughs> Switch is somebody saying to buy a Steam Deck and just emulate. Not everybody wants to do that, okay? I understand that it's an option, but not everybody wants to do that. And the audience for the Nintendo Switch are casual, and they really don't want to do that. <laughs> going to dip out of this conversation. No, I, I, I mean, I... The the Steam handhelds are not, like the AOG Ally or whatever it's called, the Ally and the Steam Deck, like they're not competition for the Switch or the or Nintendo. Which is crazy because you were just saying that the Switch is underpowered. And yet it is underpowered. It doesn't matter. No, I know. Right. It doesn't matter. So like they're going but to But there buy. will be a time. There will be a time. There, it could be very – if Nintendo screws up this launch – it could it could happen. They screwed up the Wii U. Mm-hmm. They screwed up the like the GameCube wasn't great. Like didn't do well. They screwed up the Virtual Boy. Yeah, they screwed up the Virtual Boy. The N sixty four didn't <laughs> sell well. Like they've had two two, well three probably three big bangers with the Wii, the DS, and the. Switch. Yeah, uh, DS did not do very well. That's DS why they is had the have... highest selling console ever. No. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking 3DS because they had the, the 3DS ambassador did well program. too, though. It sold like but 90 million program. It did not sell. Well, yeah, because they launched well, it at the start. Yeah, see, they, see, exactly. People didn't see it was worth 
$250 or whatever they were trying to charge for it. They had to drop it down. So mm-hmm. that could happen. But, uh, I mean, you brought up God of War. God of War was $60. And you're, you're going to put God of War Ragnarok up next to Super Mario Bros. Wonder and say they're worth the same? No. That's just wrong. Like, I understand. Like, we, we love Mario. I love Mario. Yeah. But they're not the same. Like, they're just... Not as much goes into a Mario game as, or a 2D Mario game as, like, a God of War. Rag, like, Ragnarok. It's just, I, I hear you, and, like, I want to agree, but I just, I can't. And I know that's probably the bias in me. That's the Nintendo fanboyism. <laughs> fan person. Is, you know, we are <laughs> blinded by, like... Yeah, of course. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Like it doesn't matter. Like we didn't bat an eye at Tears of the Kingdom being seventy dollars. Are you saying that it shouldn't have been? No, because the market was seventy dollars games are these next gen experiences, something mm-hmm. that you want to be able to get on, you know, the previous gen. Mm-hmm. But it's just a sequel on the same platform that runs really well does it though yeah you no think it doesn't it no it doesn't it runs it under 30 fps in uh, a lot of the towns it runs under 30 fps it and is like, not a next-gen experience it is just not a next-gen experience it's it's a it's a switch experience but it's not next-gen but they're charging next gen price and it doesn't matter because we just all bought it. But this is, like, this is probably our most heated conversation, <laughs> I think, but like, I, so love, much, I like, love tears gotten, of the kingdom. I love to, uh-huh. it's, it's my favorite game this year. I think it's probably one of the best games ever, but like it's, it, it's, it doesn't match up to some of these next gen experiences. Okay, but eh, that's a quality wise. I was gonna and, say and, st- some of the uh, next gen experiences that we have. Or, well, I guess they're not next gen; they're like last gen. But they're on Switch, and they do not run well. But that's because the developers don't know how to uh, port over the the game on yeah, Switch. Yeah, and that's, and that's another thing. Like, there's the Switch tax. Like uh, Red Dead Redemption shouldn't be fifty bucks on the Switch. Or, you know, Doom is full price. It's like $60. Eternal? on the, Yeah, on the Switch. Like, they shouldn't be. But you have the Switch tax. And nobody cares. Like, that's what I'm really interested to see. That That's where everything could go awry next gen. Next Nintendo console life. Mm-hmm. If, you know, it, it probably is going to be more powerful than the Switch. But it's going to be less powerful than the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And if you're still getting inferior experiences, like, are people going to buy it? Inferior because it doesn't run well? Yeah. Like, if you play Doom Eternal on an Xbox Series X and you play it on the Switch, night and day, but you're paying the same price. Yeah. And, like, there's a game, Mortal Kombat 1 is coming out Mm -hmm. in two weeks. 
it is a $70, $70 game on all platforms, including Switch. Something that we haven't talked about, is especially with Nintendo, do you think that maybe the price raises because it's in handheld? Like, you, you can it's, take it on the go versus the other consoles where, you know, you, you can't. I think the their, I don't know if I'm going to say the excuse, but their reasoning is it's because it's a cart and carts are more expensive to manufacture. Mm. So here's what really has to happen. All physical media has to go away. Uh, and then we could uh, well, go on to a fully digital platform. That's all, and then, and then there would be a lot there would be a lot more <laughs> but yeah I mean I, they they say it's because of the carts but I don't know I really hope that there's just people that are listening that are just yelling at their uh their device whatever they're listening to and they actually have the reason for why these games are priced the way that they are. Maybe the, like maybe there is a, a an it's actual answer. Oh, you mean the just, just across the board? Yeah, like if there is a real answer and we just don't know. Like I would love to be educated on that, but from Wait, what on, I do I've have... seen or from <laughs> what you're I, just I, I got no, I got a comment. I made a video about. Um, why is Mortal Kombat $70 on Nintendo Switch? And somebody commented on it. And they... Hold on. I gotta find it. Okay. But it is like... They're not happy with me. Which is normal. That's fine. Yeah, I was gonna... Not surprising. Well, this... Oh, here's one that I got that I really liked. It said, uh, finally, somebody with credibility, me, I have credibility, that, apparently, called this out. You wrote, you wrote this comment. I did not write that one out. Hold on. I got to find it. Maybe. Uh, they delete it. Or maybe I responded it to. I, I responded to it. But you were saying the Mortal Kombat is $70. It's $70 on all platforms, including the Switch, which I don't know if you've played Mortal Kombat yeah. 10. I don't remember 10. which one I've played, or but yeah. The one on, uh, the one on Switch um, is... It's awful. It's terrible. And they're going to make... They want you to pay the same amount of money for a terrible version of the game. Anyway, they said something like, it was something along the lines that they have to pay the voice actors, they have to pay the devs, they have mm -hmm. to pay, like, I forget what it is. I don't, I don't know. They were, they were talking about, like, all these people that they have to pay. And uh, I'm just like, yeah, I, I understand that. I understand people should get paid. Yeah. But, like, they already got paid in anything. A lot of it's just profit. And the, 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 the devs don't see the profit. Well, okay, so we hope they got paid. Oh, yeah, they would have got paid. Well, maybe. I don't know. I mean, like, this was something I was going to talk to you about is if SAG-AFTRA does go after the video game companies 
for their actors not meeting the uh, for the studios not meeting the actors' demands, we might have to like reformat our show a little bit, or depending on like what the rules are, which I think is, is we're only talking about Nintendo games. Well, it depends. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's considered voice acting, even though I don't know. There wasn't like the the thing that I saw. It wasn't all. No, it wasn't everybody. It was like Warner Brothers, Disney, Insomniac, EA, Activision. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't see Nintendo on there, but I don't know. They're not. Well, they're not American based. That's probably why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is that is interesting. I am very interested to see how that that plays out. But I know, I, yeah, that's not. I hope they got paid. I'm assuming they got paid something, but they're not probably not getting residuals, and that's just, that's what the whole issue is. But the devs, you know, they probably have a hourly wage or a salary or something that they got paid, mm-hmm. and then everything over that is profits. Like it, it doesn't go to them. Yeah, that's a good point because we talked to Dire Vengeance, the developers for Dire Vengeance, which was a uh, an indie game that came out last year. Yeah, it must we be. talked about it on Nintendo Powercast. Yeah, and uh, the uh, one of the developers was telling us once you're uh, once you're done with the game, you just move on to the next thing. Like you don't have a job. Yeah. So you have to find another job unless you have like connections or something. Yeah, and I, I, I don't know of any devs that get residuals from prior work. Right. That's a that's a conversation for a whole different thing. Yeah. So but I mean it kind of goes I think within this conversation is if something is full priced, it's probably because they have to or at least you hope that they're paying everyone that deserves to get paid. And that's why these games are so expensive. Like Mario wonder. Yeah, it is a Mario game. There's music, uh, that, I mean, we know is going to be good. It's already good. Yeah. It's from fantastic. what we have the music's heard. amazing. Yeah. There's lighting, like stuff that we don't even think about lighting. Uh, artists have to get paid for, for that and um well, I don't no, know. no i, mean, I, like, I understand I, I i don't think people should not get paid right i don't think no i know I, all but that, I'm that's saying... not that's not what like pay them more to eat into the profits like these millionaires yeah. like who cares about if these millionaire ceos lose some money who cares right. yeah Give it more to the devs, but they're not doing right. that. They have a they have a set salary or a set hourly wage, yeah, and they don't see a, a cut of the profits unless they're at a, a like a a really good company. However, I think Nintendo. This was a story. It was right just around a the time, days ago, right? Oh, oh yeah, sorry. well, there's that one, but then there was the one that it was just around the time that they announced the seventy dollar. Uh, price point for Tears of the Kingdom. They I think they were giving everybody a ten percent raise or ten. Oh, that's right. Everybody like a, a large raise. Yeah. So I mean that that is a factor, right? Uh, inflation and plus inflation is like a whole thing. Right. Um. But I I don't know. Like Tears of the Kingdom would have cost a lot more to make than Mario Wonder. 
I would assume. I mean, I would assume. Like, why is Kirby sixty dollars? Why is Kirby sixty? That should be three dollars. Should not be three dollars. <laughs> anyway, we are over an hour. We these these episodes are getting longer and longer. We're gonna turn turn out three hour episodes soon. So <laughs> that will be a Patreon tier. <laughs> a three hour episode. A three hour episode. But I, I don't know what the answer is of this one, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into what makes a game cost as much as it does. It is kind of odd that there is a standard kind of a standard price all across the board, no matter what type of game mm -hmm. it is, except in like the indie scene. Right. Because I was going to say, like, there's different indie games that aren't all priced the same, but like one has, or it seems to have more value than, oh, okay. than the other one or something. What? Yeah. The, I did want to bring this up because this game should, or these games should be worth, they should be worth $60, 60 plus dollars really. Mm -hmm. But Brotato and Vampire Survivors <laughs> should, should cost more than they do. I do want to just real quick, reiterate we don't know what happens behind the scenes we are not in the gaming development world i would love to know more about it we're just having a conversation so it might sound dumb or like we don't know what we're talking about but that's because like we are we dumb don't. and don't know what we're talking about yeah exactly we just <laughs> know what we think we know so if we're wrong tell us i would love to learn from those that actually do know. Yeah. yeah, if there's a a dev out there listening, let us know. Maybe you can come on the show if you want. But uh, yeah, we are at an hour and ten minutes. This was a fun. It was a fun conversation. I'm interested to see what the community has to say. We forgot to plug community patch notes again oh, yeah. that we always forget to do. But if you have. <laughs> Let us know in the comments of the YouTube channel. Let us know in the comments of Spotify, uh, in the Discord channel. Let us know your thoughts on what makes a video game worth full price. And if you go to the YouTube channel, like if you search Communication Error P, we're the first ones to pop up, baby. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. One letter at a time. We'll be up at the front. And uh, if you are the first patron... I will personally thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> but, All right, we'll see you next week with Jeff Troyvania. <laughs>